0: To begin. Are you watching closely? To begin. I just, I'm bored. going to start. What plaything can you offer me today? Here's the deal. Just give me the facts. Just the facts. Only the facts. Breathe. Focus. Keep it simple. No, no, no. No doubt. No doubt. Okay. Welcome to Cock and Bowl Minute. A Tristram Shandy story. A podcast in which, eventually, ostensibly, at some point, we will be talking about the 2005 film, Tristram Shandy, A Cock and Bull Story, one minute at a time. Good lord, what is this story all about? Cock and a Bull Story. Here's your host, me, Robert Black. Now the problem is... Hi, by the way. Now the problem is, I'm obsessing about steps before bracket? Okay. If you're just joining us, uh, this is what, episode 15... Uh, we're not talking about the movie yet. Uh, In theory, we're going to be talking about Tristram Shandy, A Cock and Bull Story, eventually. But right now we're dealing with, this movie isn't one of my favorite movies, you know? And so, what are my favorite movies? And I had a list of 369 movies. If you go back to the last episode, you'll hear all of them. However, I'm backtracking even farther already because I've now added uh, 11 more movies. I got it up to 380, so I might have to reconfigure I'll probably still come down to the same movies later, maybe? Because the new movies... Wait, why do I only have 10 written here? I've added 11. Oh no, I lost something. I think I accidentally erased something from the dry erase board. That's okay. But there's a few movies on here that might make a top 128, which is where the bracket's gonna start. High Fidelity might make it there. Beginners might make it there. 20th Century Women might make it there. Joe vs. the Volcano might make it there. I love Locke, but I don't Think it would make it there because it's an easy one to remove because structurally, it's not quite a movie, even though it's a really good movie. (laughs) If you've seen the movie, you should know what I mean. And a few others here. Anyway, so then I was looking at my forty-one groups of nine that I had and how I broke them down, and I thought I'd comment on a few of those so you can see how the process is because the process doesn't work for me. I'm not good at making a favorite movie list because. I love movies for different reasons. And I'm not trying to make a list of what are the greatest films ever, because that's a whole different thing. I think it's fair to say that like The Godfather and The Godfather Part Two are two of the greatest films ever made. I don't think either one of those is on this list. I'm not sure I've even watched either one more than once all the way through. It's like, I watched it, I got it, and I'm like, okay, I appreciated it, and I moved on. And that happens. Anyway, for example... I won't go through all 41 groups again, because that's crazy. That would take forever. Insert me wondering how long that would take and how many episodes that would be. and Could I do an episode on each group of nine? I don't think so. (laughs) Well, okay, I could. That's not the point. Anyway, group number one. American Beauty, The Goonies, Get Out, Toy Story 2, Spring, Summer, Fall, Winter, and Spring, Her, Boy in the World, Terms of Endearment, Snowpiercer. Right off the bat, unless you're really into movies and watch obscure things, you probably haven't heard of Boy in the World. You probably haven't heard of Spring, Summer, Fall, Winter, and Spring. And you certainly haven't seen either of those. You've probably heard of Snowpiercer, but there's a chance you haven't seen it. And if you're young and listening to this, you've probably heard of Goonies, and you know your parents loved it, but you don't. And American Beauty, oof. A little problematic nowadays, Kevin Spacey. And so you get some things that are easy to remove. I love Boy in the World. Uh, it goes away because, okay, here's what happened. So I was making my list, right? And the original list was 100 and something movies, or I don't remember the number. And then I'm like, but there's some movies that should be on there. So I keep making a list. And the second list is like another 100 and something movies or 200 movies. And then I am I get near the end, and this is reveling just from memory. Movies, great movies, great movies, great movies, whatever. I get on my IMDb, sort my scene-it list by my rating to see if there's any tens out of ten that I should have included. And I see a few movies like Spring, Summer, Fall, Winter, and Spring. It's a slow-paced movie about like a monk out by himself by a lake, and hardly anything happens. And it's more like this meditative slow thing that the night I watched it, I was in a mood for that kind of thing, so it was really good. If I watched it now, maybe I wouldn't give it a 10. I don't even know. And so it's easy to remove that one. Boy in the World, similarly. It was up for an Oscar, and so I watched it, and I loved it. It's about like uh, pollution and climate change and this boy coming to understand the world in a different way. Or uh, I don't, Specifics, I couldn't even tell you because I only watched it once, but I gave it 10 out of 10. So I wasn't even sure about that description, so as I'm editing the episode, I decided to look it up. The basic description on the IMDb is very simple. A little boy goes on an adventurous quest in search of his father. Like, why do I remember it being about climate change? Am I conflating it with some movie? I don't know. So i read further. Someone else's description. An amazing Brazilian animation that truly exemplifies the power of imagery and music is a combination that has more than enough to portray a powerful and deep message. It shows an adventurous quest that illustrates the issues of the modern world through the eyes of a child. A cautionary tale of globalization, the boy in the world teaches above all the dangers of the massification, I don't think that's a word, of the economy, of the mind, and of the soul. So it might be the movie I'm remembering, or I might be conflating it with something else, maybe similar, that came out around the same time, I don't know. I remember the animation style was really simple, this two-dimensional sort of line drawings that gets more colorful and more interesting as the movie goes on because it's literally this boy coming to understand more and more about the world. And now I kind of want to watch it and maybe put it back on my list. Shit. Well, it's okay. As you'll see, the list is being reconfigured. Spoilers. Back to the first group of nine. There's endearment I've seen more times. But it's like, while I love it, and it's a movie that is emotionally involving for me, it's not as good or meaningful to me as her. Or Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer is Bong Jun ho going really obvious on the metaphor. It's not even a metaphor. It's just like, here's a version of society where literally the rich people are at one end and the poor people are at the other, because it's on a train. And it's really obvious, but it's also done so well that it still works. It holds up. Versus American Beauty, which I loved it and it's got a great use of narration and interesting subject matter, but not just the Kevin Spacey thing. You get, you get, it's, it's this American Beauty is a good movie for that time, late nineties. I don't remember the last time I rewatched it, but I doubt it would hold up quite the same. And that's without rewatching to double check. And if I feel like I don't need to rewatch it. It probably isn't going to hold up, so that one's out. Goonies. Oh, love it. Great movie of my childhood. It has some flaws. I wrote about them in my blog, groundhogdayproject.com, if you can find the Goonies entries. They're near the end. It's super enjoyable and I love it, but in a way, it's... See, there you get into this list. How many movies can I love? Or, if I love it, does that mean it's one of my favorites? I mean, it is one of my favorites on the long list, the 369 or the 380. Then you get Get Out, more recent, important film, good horror film with a message, but it's also more recent. Often I err on the side of taking away the more recent one, and I err on taking away the really old one, which is a weird mix. Toy Story 2 is in this group. It's the only Toy Story that survives down to the 128, because it's think it's the first one is fantastic, but the second one improves on it. It deals with its themes better and hits the emotional beats better. Her I already said things don't hold up against it. Her is a movie for now. It's important despite some of its problems. And it is personally, I connect with it and met two girlfriends, and my ex-wife on the internet. Most of my friends and people I interact with on a regular basis now are people I know from the internet. People who do podcasts, movies by minutes, shows. Some of them I met in person last summer, and I hope meet them again this summer for our get-together, but mostly we interact with the internet. It's a different era than we grew up in, than I grew up in. So, trying to turn this group of nine into a group of three, it ends up being Toy Story 2, her, and Snowpiercer. Now that I'm looking at it again, I'm like, maybe Goonies should have been in there just because I love it. So then we get into, did I make this decision so that I had an excuse to talk about the films later? And that's never the plan, but certainly if there's something where it's close, and I'm like, I'm not sure. Which one would I rather talk about in a bracket episode? I think I'd rather talk about Snowpiercer. Because I wrote about Goonies for several days in my blog. It's been done. So anyway. That's group one. Let's scroll a few groups down. Find one where I kept more than three. This is looks like it's group four or five. The group is Ex Machina, Toy Story 4, The Truman Show, In the Heat of the Night, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, Pie, Annihilation, Kids, Leaving Las Vegas. Easy way to strike some. In the Heat of the Night is a wonderful film. It is a great film. One flow of the Cuckoo's Nest, same thing. Great film. Is it one of my favorites? Is it something where I'm personally attached to it? No. So while it made this list because it's a movie I think is really good, and the personal attachment isn't really there, so those two are gone. Kids in Leaving Las Vegas, like American Beauty in the previous list, are very 90s. And so they're sort of easy to leave out. Toy Story 4, not as good as Toy Story 2. Possibly better put together than Toy Story 3. And I can relate to it a little more now that I'm older as well, as the Toy Story franchise is, because it's sort of about parenting, and not just, you know, it's, it's got a theme that connects with me on a personal basis. But, versus Ex Machina, which is, <laughs> I was going to say, which is one of my favorite films, obviously, that's why it's on this list. Ex Machina is a lovely thing I also wrote about in my blog, but I am eager to talk about it again. At this time, I'm, one of my other regular shows is a Movies by Minute format of Annihilation. That when I actually do talk about the movie every minute or every episode. And I'm thinking of doing Ex Machina when I finish that, backtracking to Garland's previous film, because it's great sci fi and great sci fi that I love because it's also got that personal angle similar to her in the previous group, where it's sort of about modern interaction with technology. So is The Truman Show, which is in this group. And The Truman Show is more emotionally involving while also being a comedy, you know, Jim Carrey. It's not a Jim Carrey comedy per se, but it's certainly an entertaining comedy, and it's about, it's a little earlier time period, but it's about society, it's about something. Pi might be one that doesn't last too much longer in this bracket, because while it's good, and I love that there's a movie about math and about numbers that doesn't seem arbitrary, that like Good Will Hunting uses math, where... Do we learn anything about math from Good Will Hunting? I mean, it's also on this long list, but not because of that. Whereas Pi fascinates me more because it is about this weird thing. That As you're watching the film, you don't know what they're talking about a lot of the time. But that's what kind of makes the subject matter work, because it's about finding meaning in the numbers and finding a sort of god in math. And if you can't understand what's going on, you can't understand the 216-digit number, Maybe that's the point. So Pi stays. Ex Machina stays. Truman Show stays. I just said I'm doing Annihilation Minute. Annihilation stays. It's interesting that Annihilation and Ex Machina end up in the same group here. But I'm keeping both. And so this group, I didn't get it down to 3. I kept it at 4. Because I had to. But it gets worse. Scroll down a few more. Where's that group? Where is it? Where is it? I think it's near the end this one's fun. Amadeus, Your Name, Everything is Illuminated, Won't You Be My Neighbor, The Fisher King, Romancing the Stone, Sing Street, In Bruges, Brigsby Bear. Amadeus is easy to cut. It's one that, while I saw it as a kid and didn't really see much in it, I was fascinated by when I rewatched it as an adult, but it's not necessarily personally involving. Your Name is a beautiful thing animated foreign film from just a couple years ago. But it's so recent. It's like, I could have cut it, but I didn't yet because I kind of wanted to see how it went up against other things. And you get Everything is Illuminated, which is Jonathan Safran Foer book and great movie. Uh, one of his other ones gets in here too. Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close is in another one of these groups. But Everything is Illuminated. When I watch, that's one of those movies that when I used to have like cable and not streaming, If it was on, like late at night, I would just sit there and watch the rest of the movie. Like, it it grabs me. And I love it. Won't You Be My Neighbor, super recent, came out last year. Wait, is Won't You Be My Neighbor the documentary or is... Wait, which one's which? No, Won't You Be My Neighbor is the documentary from the year before. Mixing it up with... Didn't make the list, It's a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, that came out last year. And also a really good movie, but... Is so recent. I don't know. I think I need to see that one again to know if it makes it to a top list. That moment of silence, minute, was super affecting for me in the theater, and so it might make a list. I don't know. I didn't grow up with Mister Rogers, even like he was on, but I didn't watch him as I watched. I was more likely to watch a like a Sesame Street or the Muppet Show. Or other things. Uh, reading, not Reading Rainbow. What's the, oh my god, what's that show called? Romper Room. It's a weird Google search. 80s kids show see kid through glass. <laughs> because at the end of the episode she'd always hold up this little magnifying glass looking thing. And she'd look through it and she'd see people in the audience. And I don't know how their names got on. It was people who sent in fan letters probably. I always wanted her to say my name, but I never sent anything in, so how would she know my name? She wouldn't. Next, The Fisher King. Whew. Another one where I just want to say it's one of my favorite movies. It's beautiful. It's a, The Fisher King is a lovely thing. My favorite Terry Gilliam film. My favorite Robin Williams film. It's fantasy and absurdity and bizarre angles of story and character and unlikable people becoming likable, and over-the-top romance played straight. And it's of a very specific time and place. Because, like, central location is a video store. Like Clerks, you know, which is in another group on this list. It's, 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 it's it's timely and brings up memories. And I wrote about it in my blog when Robin Williams died. And it's one of those movies that I would consider doing a show like this about. like Breaking it down minute by minute. Then you get Romancing the Stone, which is more of a... I grew up with it as a child. I don't know if it's that great a film, so it might not make it much farther, but but because it's a childhood film and a thing I've seen many, 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 many times, I love it, and I want to keep it. Sing Street. Uh, For my blog, obviously Groundhog Day is the movie I watch the most times. Over 400 But Sing Street was the second most. High Fidelity, which didn't even make the 369, but I said would make the 380, was the third most. But Sing Street, basically there was this time where I was trying to figure out what to do with the last year of the blog. I was flailing a little. And I was feeling kind of depressed that summer. And Sing Street makes me happy. Even though it's a sad movie. And there are super sad moments in it. When the, the brothers are sitting on the stairs looking at their mother out on the porch with their glass of wine is super sad and so evocative but overall the movie makes me happy and I'm glad there's a stage version coming. I believe it's about to go on Broadway and if it comes to this, as soon as it's in LA I'm seeing it and I kind of felt like watching this movie yesterday <laughs> because my daughter mentioned one of the songs from it. I know she was playing it on a ukulele she's playing up and it's such a sad song it's it's an interesting song because it's it's the lyrics are kind of positive you know she lights me up she lifts me up but though the song is sung with energy the first time in the film and there's a moment where he sings it slower and it's sad and you realize that the song itself is not happy though its lyrics might be and similar to the film or the opposite of the film in a way Me. I crash back into bed Across the street on a great afternoon day I see the girl with the eyes I can't describe And suddenly it's a perfect Sunday And everything is more real than life I think I'm back in the tree I think I'm back on the scene. Then in Bruges, which is a movie I don't even remember all of the specifics. I just remember the overall plot beats and this thing that should have been a, like a mobster sort of movie. And it turns into this super affecting emotional story about this guy who accidentally killed a kid and has to figure out how to live with that. And it's, it's nice. And then Brigsby Bear, another one I, I really kind of want to do breaking down minute by minute. Because, oh, it's such a beautiful little story. The guy's only connection with the world growing up is a fake TV show. And when he's out, finally in the real world, living with real people, all he wants to do is finish that TV show. Which is such a stupid concept. It shouldn't work. But it works. So, in case you weren't noticing, I only cut one of those. I cut Amadeus. This group of nine, I kept eight. This is why it had problems breaking it down to the next group. And, yeah, so I could go every group of nine tell you about them, but the movies worth talking about are the movies that come later. I mean, like this group I'm looking at now. The documentary Crumb, I crossed off. It is one of my favorite documentaries. It is fascinating when it's on. It was one of those cable things where when it was on, I'd keep watching. Clerks. I don't think I keep Ebony and Kevin Smith, right? Clerks might have been the only one on the long list, but Clerks is like, oh, it's it's an important movie to movies, you know, like Tarantino. You gotta understand where his place is, but it doesn't mean you have to like it. Wild Rose, too recent. Frozen River, not as recent, but also too recent. Arctic, oh, I don't have to have Arctic in here if I got the gray. The gray's in a different list. Cabin in the Woods has to stay, Noise is Off shouldn't stay, but I love it. Anomalisa. If you haven't seen Anomalisa, watch Anomalisa. It's another one I'd love to break down. But so that's how it goes. Is that group I kept four. The next group I only kept two, it looks like, yeah. And I did put it it's it's hard, man. And now I got it back to three eighty I have to reconfigure and work my way back to another one twenty-eight. So I hope next episode we'll be doing the one twenty-eight, which will be fast because we're talking about 64 pairs, and I don't want to get through them quickly. And I don't want to get through them on the spot. See the pairings right then, pick one. And I'm gonna feel bad. I'm gonna feel bad about cutting some of those movies, even though they still exist and I can still watch them whenever. I'm gonna feel bad. And you know, that's okay. Thank you for listening. This has been Cock and Bowl Minute, a Tristram Shandy story. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Cockbowl Minute, or find us in the Facebook listeners group, Cock and Bowl Pub find more content at lemmingdrops.com in the dream Think I'm back on the ceiling Going up She lights me up She breaks me up She lifts me up lights me up.